Riding Around is an improvised recap of a sitcom that never existed. Enjoy! I'm Kelly Quinn. And I'm Malin Von Euler-Hogan. We met as actors on the hit early 2000s sitcom Riding Around, the first network comedy ever to be filmed entirely on... And around... A bus. And we're still pretty good friends. And now we're doing the official Riding Around fan podcast. Each week, we'll talk about an episode of the show and bring you interviews, fun facts, and behind-the-scenes stories that only two people who were on the bus can tell you. Come ride around with us. Well, hey, Kelly. How are you? I'm well, Molland. How are you? I'm, you know, I got one question on my mind since last week, and that is, have we heard from Tova Biddle yet? We haven't. No. Okay. You know, she said she would call me. Mm-hmm. So we're still kind of in that holding pattern, you know? Um, okay. For listeners who are, who are maybe not following along <laughs> as closely to my career as I am. Sure. Tova is the development executive who I sent some material to, uh, who is hopefully going to make it happen. Right. Did you end up pitching it as a, a limited series? Is that, was that the angle you went? I can't remember. I it's did. So yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. I was going with feature and then it was just getting so bloated, you know, so, mm-hmm. so long. I was like, let's chop this up into however many episodes as I need, you know? So right. and I thought uh, a mini series is a way to do that. A limited series, or they're calling them, I think. Yes. I'm not going to just wait around for Tova, though. If I've learned anything about the industry, it's you got to make your own things happen, right? So I am having my assistant sort of brainstorm some ideas for my next project and Good. getting going on that. Oh, that's so probably so useful for her, too, to be able to brainstorm mm-hmm. on your behalf, sort of just generate ideas. That's yeah. A, yeah. a good exercise for people in any stage of their creative careers. Totally. I got the idea because I was seeing people generate ideas with these AI things that are all over the internet right now. Oh, gosh. And now I couldn't quite figure that out. But I said, I have a little artificial intelligence right uh, in my employee, you know, so Mm -hmm. here we are. And my assistant is kind of doing that. Just that initial step for she's not going to write it. Obviously, I'll I'll be writing it, but she's going to come up with some ideas and I'll probably pick one and, and improve upon it and go from there. That's great. I shared last episode that I had put myself on tape for a Netflix movie where I was going to play a friend of the mom of the main character and uh, still haven't heard about that. And Mm. Molly, you and I both know just as actors how tough it is to be in that waiting zone. And I'm sick of it. I I know it's only been a week, but I'm feeling so frustrated and back in that headspace of being powerless. And that's no place to create from. So I'm looking into some other you know, ways to raise my profile, maybe be more attractive in this sort of audition situation. I think Mm -hmm. Erica Jane, our PR person for Riding Around, who we interviewed last episode, said, if you're looking to boost your profile, and I wasn't fishing for this information at the time. No. But she did mention start a charity, look into doing charitable work. And that's always sort of a fail safe. Yes. To get yourself into the public eye. That's such a good match for your brand because you are so kind and that's how you come across, I think. Oh, so well, it, it makes perfect sense that you would also start up a sort of charitable uh, organization. What kind of what area are you thinking? Um, I'm thinking something about women and girls, and you know, just of uh, education. And those those are my two big mm. buzzword topics right now. And I'll let you all know as I continue to narrow down. It's so important. Yeah, we've got to get them educated. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. got to. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty excited to talk to an educated woman today, our guest. Oh, gosh. 
just about as highbrow as they come. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Talk about intimidating. Mm -hmm. You know, today we're talking about season two, episode 18, coming up toward the end of season two. Kind of exciting to think about. Gosh, we've been doing this so long here. And we've been wanting to have this guest on. You've heard her mentioned in previous episodes. Mm -hmm. She came up in our episode with her own assistant, our lovely HMU assistant, Kevin Concealer on Riding Around. And now we have the legend herself. Please welcome to the podcast, our good friend. Is it hair and makeup? What's like the person's job title? Hair and makeup coordinator? Hair and makeup? I personally prefer hair and makeup artisan. That's and how here she I is. Identify. Oh, oh, artisan. Oh, I love that. Yes. Artisan. Gosh, please, Isabella, you... Uh, please is is with the Z. Oh, it's is now. Oh, yes. Please enunciate the Z. Is 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 okay. Well, yes. Please welcome to the podcast our our hair and makeup artisan is. Sorry, I'm gonna have to get used to that because because we did call you Isabella on the show, I believe. Right. When mm-hmm. about when did you make that change for yourself? Yesterday, um, I had a. Uh, pretty intense um, sort of uh, uh, come to Jesus moment yesterday while I was shopping for avocados at Ralph's and Mm -hmm. I decided I'm no longer Isabella. Uh, The the Bella Mm -hmm. part is no, it it doesn't, it doesn't define who I am any longer. So um, before I just went by Isabella, I Mm -hmm. did, I dropped, I dropped my last name because I didn't want people identifying me with my parents. Um, Mm. And I really wanted to make a name for myself. And now I I find myself over the years continuing to shorten who I am and, and just become fully me, if that makes sense. Wow. Gosh, that's so inspiring. Yeah. I think it's so easy to cling to all these relics of your past Mm -hmm. and define yourself by them. And you're such a great reminder. You don't have to do that that at all. You can just build your legacy from today on. And not many people can do that. I wouldn't recommend that for everyone. Oh, right. Oh, Oh, I sure couldn't. (laughs) No, definitely not. Imagine (laughs) me going by what mall or something. It wouldn't work. No, I guess I'd call you that a lot. But, right, but in the privacy of our relationship, that's fine. If I tried right, to right. rebrand myself professionally as Kel, I'm walking into auditions, I'm slating as Kel, get out of here. I'd be laughed out of the room. They're expecting probably a different person because there's a very famous Kel. Right, yeah, Keenan and Kel. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, try it, Kel. Not you, <gasps> Mom. Okay. I would okay. say, Kel, try it. And, and maybe maybe you would, you would, you would book maybe. Wow. Okay. I think I will. Yeah. I mean, literally is I would do anything you said, you know, you've got that Mm -hmm. sort of presence about you that screams genius, first of all, and Mm -hmm. also screams do what I say. And so sorry if I sound a little off, I'm just reminded of what it was like to be in your chair. Oh yeah. And yeah, it was a little bit nerve wracking sometimes because you would not hold back with what you thought. Uh, I feel if I have something to say, I should say it. Um, like, why are your eyelashes the same color as your hair? I don't mm. understand. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Uh, yes, I've, I have found that challenging. Yeah, they'll often look non-existent, the kind of blonde mm. red combo. And um, yeah, something I struggle with. And, and it was, but it was good to be reminded of it every time I was in your chair. It's like, they haven't changed. They're still this color. And, and you have a problem with that, which I respect. I respect mm-hmm. that. 
Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't you wouldn't let me dye them. You wouldn't let me darken them. You wouldn't let me bleach them. Um, and bleach I have them. an wow. issue. I remember. I remember uh, this very vividly. I offered to do this, and you said no. And I don't hear that word. Mm. I like my my ear right. doesn't hear right. it. Mm-hmm. Um, right. right. So that was that was a very difficult moment for me. Yeah. Uh, and I apologize for telling you yeah. no. I, I think what happened was it was kind of early in our relationship that mm-hmm. I that I said that no, mm-hmm. and then I didn't feel comfortable ever reversing that position because I had mm-hmm. just staked such a hard no early on, and I felt like I would look weak or something for changing my mind. Right, and, as a young and, actress in Hollywood, yeah. you know, your identity is so in flux still, but you're being looked to as already a fully formed person, and, and that, you know that's it's tough to navigate. It is. It is. And I, I'm just happy that we could clear the air about it. Um, I'm, I can say that I sort of forgive you. Oh, well, I I will take it. I really appreciate that sort of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. It's something I'm working on with my Pope forgiveness. (laughs) When you say your Pope, say more about that. Uh, so I have a, a Pope, um, for me. Uh, he is my spiritual advisor. Um, he also happens to be, uh, my Delhi guy. Uh, but he's, um, he knows, he knows God. He knows goddess. He knows the agendered God. Uh, he knows everyone. All of them. Everyone. All of them. It's so, I don't want to ask, you know, questions that might sound banal just in the way you've described it is, is so poetic, but I don't really understand still what this is meaning. So you, you meet with the, um, the man at your deli counter and you talk spirituality while in the deli, or do you go to another location? Is it on Sundays, like a traditional service? Right at the deli counter, he works, uh, basically nine to nine. So, mm. and then he goes home oh, to his wife. Too um, long. <clears throat> It is a long time, but he, it's his own business. It's, it's, I like to support small businesses, but Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not the only one uh, that looks to him, but he is my personal Pope. Wow. I just, I just want to make that clear. He does. He does. Okay. He does. Uh, He, I kiss, I kiss his ring finger. um, Every time I enter uh, the deli, sometimes it has uh, some, some meat residue, which isn't fun because I'm, I am vegan, but, um, mm. you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to tell my Pope <laughs> to wash his hands. Right? Oh gosh. Can't, can't imagine. That's crazy. That's yeah. Crazy. I, don't, I don't have a Pope, but I can't imagine asking them to, <laughs> to do anything, you know, right. I'm, I'm looking to them for guidance. I got to imagine. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Your veganism, by the way, is something that mm-hmm. I've just always admired about you. It's such, yeah. you know, you've always had principles and stuck to them. And mm-hmm. in this industry, it's so hard to do that. Yeah. I remember when you made the switch over to entirely vegan and cruelty-free products. Mm-hmm. And that was maybe around this time, actually, a season two, I think. It got really hard to find a good red lipstick, I remember, because, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't know this, but we know it from you, is those are made with beetles. They are. They are yeah. made from beetles and specifically beetle babies, oh. Um, oh, which God, I hate beetle. that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They are, um, they're born red. They are born bright red and it's not something that they teach you in, um, any sort of cosmetology artisan school. Isn't that so messed up? 
It is. You have to do your own research about the products that you're putting on, at, in, and around your body. Mm. Mm. You know me, I'm, I'm real stickler. I don't love the idea of government regulation of any kind of industry, but I have to think, like, would it be good if at some point there was involvement, if somebody, maybe not the government, but somebody just said, hey, you can't use baby beetles to make mm. lipstick or, hey, you can't use, you know, can't test on these creatures with brains and, right. you know, nervous systems and that. Yeah, gosh. These are the conversations I'm having with my Pope. Wow. Are you buying anything from his deli then, or is it, are you just there for the spiritual conversation? Just for the spiritual conversation. I, um, I do pay him for those conversations uh, just because again, I like to support small business, but right. yeah, mm -hmm. um, we usually have an hour long session where he will baptize me. Uh, and this is every day. I get baptized every day. No way. Yes. That yes. must feel amazing. It, right. It's it's invigorating. It is uh, spiritually cleansing. It is um, orgasmic, even. Wow, I'd love to give that a try. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, I I I would recommend it. But again, I just need to reiterate, he is my hope. right. Of course, no, yeah, right. Well, Kelly, it sounds like you got to get up to Zaybars and see if anyone there can kind of you know fill this role for you. I am not joking. You, as soon as we're off this Zoom, that's exactly where I'm heading. Because uh, I sure could use some some guidance in my life these days. Now, is are you still working in the hair and makeup universe, or have you sort of transcended into another realm entirely? I can't really. It's. I'm trying to remember the last time we all saw each other because the show went off the air in 2013. Mm -hmm. And aside from your fabulous Instagram page, where you're always debuting really new, adventurous, cool looks, we haven't kept an amazing touch. I'm sad to say. Yeah. I, well, I'm glad you asked. I am still uh, a hair and makeup artisan. Mm, um, good. The last project that I worked on was Dave. Um, and <laughs> well, was there that... a lot to do then on that show? <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there actually was, you'd be surprised. Um, the, the title character, Dave, that, that is the actor's real name, which really blew my mind. I couldn't really get my head around that part. Oh, that's so because funny. Cause like, little Dicky, but that's obviously not his right. real name. Christian. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Given name. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he requires so much makeup Interesting. and as you know my process you're both very familiar with my process i don't use brushes i finger paint the face yes mm -hmm. um and uh his his face uh like the texture of it is i compare most people like a, a canvas the feel of a canvas that's that's how their face mm -hmm. their face feels his face felt like just glass so makeup would not stay on so you oh, have to wow. just like pack it in it's like finger painting on glass uh with watercolors basically if wow, you can envision this um sounds messy very messy it was just hard to to you know create any sort of saturation in color um he would always ask for blue eyeshadow and i said we can't do blue eyeshadow on you blue eyeshadow is not going to work right. um and mm -hmm. so if you if you go back in some of the episodes, you'll see that I, I attempted, um, but it didn't really stick, unfortunately. Um, and that was a challenge, but I, I will say it was a, uh, a joyous set to work on. A joyous oh, good. Set. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, it looks mm -hmm. like a fun one. It was very fun. It was a, right. a very fun good cast, time. definitely. Mm -hmm. Would you say, and be honest now, 
more or less fun than working on riding around? That's a complicated question. See, mm. uh, my time at riding around, I, I was going through a lot. I had an Advil addiction. Um, and I would, uh, mm-hmm. go on, oh gosh, I would go on Bender's, uh, Advil Sprite every day. That's all I was taking. I was, that's always, I was drinking and I do always uh, remember perched on the corner of your table. Yeah. Yeah. A, a can of Sprite and always, and that, I was always sweating a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the bottle yes. of ibuprofen just right next to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that was just a really dark, and twisted and disgusting time for me. So, um, my, my memories of riding around are a bit foggy, I will say. Um, Mm. but I do remember every time the two of you were in my chair, I do recall feeling something. Okay. Okay. Now that sounds good. I remember you explaining to me how you saw the texture of my face, you know, certainly Mm -hmm. wasn't glass. Um, you likened it to one of those balls that you would play dodgeball with yes. as mm. a child in middle school, that kind of rubbery, oh, rough. Yeah, a throwback, yeah. yeah. I can feel it in my hand right now as you yeah. describe it. Yeah, yeah. and the same, the same sort of buoyancy as well. Right, which um, I, I took that part as, as a compliment. Right, that's we wanna, collagen, baby. We want to yeah. keep the skin mm-hmm. bouncy as long as possible, right? Yes, yes, yes. I feel like if we just took your head and bounced it, it would just fly to the moon. Boingy, boingy. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, fun. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't like onomatopoeia. I don't like onomatopoeia. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, Thank we'll you. steer Please. clear of that. Yeah, Thank you. that won't happen again. <laughs> right, you don't realize how often you do it in conversation, right? Isn't that so yeah. interesting? Yeah, so please call me on it. If it comes up again, mm-hmm. I might not I even will. be aware. So I will. Kevin would do it all the time. He would beep, beep all the time. And it's just like... Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he was such a... Yeah, such an expressive fellow, but... And very confused on set a lot, oh, you yeah. know. Uh, we talked about it with him, but he wasn't even... I guess aware that he was working in in your department for a little bit of his time on the show, which had to mm-hmm. be stressful on you. I'm curious why you didn't just fire him and find someone else. Uh, so I know his aunt. Oh right, right. Anastasia. You have right. to remember, yeah. yes, his aunt is Anastasia, Anastasia Beverly Hills. Yes, yes, and you don't go against Anastasia's no. family. Um, <laughs> but I will say, um, despite not knowing what he was there for, he did create some looks that. Uh, were memorable and right. he had potential. He had potential, and yeah. aside from the noises, he was he made the trailer fun. He made it a really good time. I, I remember right. every time I would go into the trailer in the morning because our morning started at like what four. Um, oh God. Mm-hmm. He would have a like a, a record player, and the record would be playing. It would be like Weird Al record, and I'd be like, oh. who is this? <laughs> and he would be like, it's Weird Al Yankovic. And I'm like, that's not a real name. Uh, and we would have the same conversation every morning and I was just tickled by it every time. Oh, isn't that sweet? Silly, silly boy. What an interesting duo the two of you made. Now, since Dave, have you, well, Dave, I, I'm not remembering. Dave went on the air. That that would have premiered. I think it's still going. Oh, now is that right? Well, then aren't I showing myself to be somewhat out of touch with the industry, which has happened for various reasons. But so between riding around going off the air in 2013 and Dave going on the air in 2020, were there any projects in there or did you just take a nice long reset? Uh, there were a few projects. Um, okay. I was a part of the um, Real Housewives <gasps> of Atlanta. 
No. Uh, wow. Some of those, some of those looks I created myself. Wow, an iconic um, group. We were mm-hmm. just talking about Nene Leakes. Yeah, and how she is one of the few reality stars who's, you know, gotten to do some good work in in scripted. Scripted. Comedy. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorites was her role in uh, Glee. Yes. yes. Uh, Same. Just <laughs> brought that up in the last episode with Erica Jane that we just recorded uh, last week. Uh, she's a star. Wow. She's a real star. Nini's a star. She is. I can't wait to see her accepting her Oscar in a few years. Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. got to happen. That's on, you know, we've all got to manifest that for her. She's what a fun and funny person. Mm-hmm. Well, before we get too far. Oh, yes. Of course. We always I do I just want to maybe take an opportunity to read the synopsis of the episode we're technically here to discuss today. You're right. I because know. Because you did some interesting looks for this um, is, and it's worth going through them, I think. Kelly, would you like yeah. to read the synopsis? Season two, episode 18. Wiggles the Clown goes on an interview for a quote-unquote normal job. Meanwhile, Lily tries a new look to get Tom's attention as he's been giving her the cold shoulder. Obviously, you were doing full clown makeup on Wiggles for most episodes. Right. And this one was fun because we got to see his real face, but you made some enhancements. I did. Uh, I added uh, prosthetic lips um, mm-hmm. just to just to make the clown makeup juxtaposition a little bit less jarring for everyone. Because with clowns, right. you like to make a larger mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it came to me sort of in a dream to um, add to his bottom lip, just like make his bottom lip come all the way down to his chin. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right. And Diane loved it. Uh, the showrunner, I'm sure you remember. Um, oh, yes, Diana. Yes, yes, yes. She and, you know, the two of you when you got going, I mean, just firing on all cylinders, yeah. bit back and forth, you know, brainstorming such a creative right. collaboration that was. Two geniuses just in, mm-hmm. I won't say in sync, but in um, in collaboration. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, we slept together. So um, <gasps> it, it was it only made sense that we spoke each other's language. Oh, no. well, that is breaking That's news. That's a riding around <laughs> exclusive. Yeah, I doubt that. Oh, I thought this was common. There's a lot of people who know about that. Oh, I thought oh wow. Knew. Well, maybe I guess we'll have to check with our, our castmates. Maybe we're just out of the loop on this one. Right. And and you think she would be okay with us putting that here in the podcast if we, you two were out and uh, and proud? and? I think Diane would love it. I think Diane would love that I remembered it, at least. Wow. Um, mm. But I think, like, I think that's that sort of vulnerability that we had with each other. I think it added to the way that we were able to just be simpatico and and mm-hmm. just bounce ideas off of each other. Because honestly, that same episode, I I won a Creative Arts Emmy for hair. Oh, that's right. That is because Diane approached me and said, "We need to have our the Rachel. We need to have our big uh, mm-hmm. Felicity chops off her hair moment." Yes. And and um, I said, I got it. Uh, mm-hmm. And I pitched, uh, you want a moment? How about a mullet moment for Lily? And yes. that really changed the course of the show from that point on. I think I think uh, it really elevated Lily's character. I think it really set it aside, like set it apart from other sitcoms because we were doing something different. Yeah, we had a listener question actually about that, Todd, from... Greensboro, North Carolina, Mm -hmm. wanted to know whether Lily's hair was a wig or an actual cut. It was an actual cut. I said, trust me. 
and I did it. And she punched me in the face. No way. Um, she did. She punched me in the face. And oh honestly, my gosh. I respect it. That's, you miss that so much like when you're just Andrea. pulling it off in your little trailer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Andrea There's... Merman, a firecracker of an actress. And Lily, a firecracker mm-hmm. of a character. And when you put those two together, I mean, gosh. Someone's getting punched. <laughs> mm-hmm. Someone's getting decked. And honestly, I have no regrets. I'd never been punched in the face. And I realized I like it. Oh, oh, I like it. And she, Mm -hmm. she taught me that about myself and she was upset, but then she realized like she became an icon. She became a cultural icon from that point on. This is really true. I remember she was getting written up in a lot of Mm -hmm. lesbian blogs, honestly, you know, Mm -hmm. after Ellen, all those saying, Hey, can we expect more of this? Can we expect a maybe a, a, a romantic character arc with another woman. Look at this haircut. It's screaming gay. And it wa- it wasn't, it didn't turn into that, but so cool that we yeah. were getting that kind of attention from that community. I think the writers found it important to keep her straight. Mm-hmm. No, and it is, you know, I, and I'll say this and maybe I'll regret it later and want it edited out. But I think, gosh, in every show now, there's a gay character. There's a little something. And it's like not every friend group in the world surely has a one gay person in it. So why are we doing this on TV? You know, it's uh, it, it, it's not feeling true to life to me anyway, to the life that I live. So all of that to say, yeah, they they kept her straight. And I think they should have. Well, we'd already done the one gay kiss. So I think it. Right. We're not trying to get thrown off NBC. They felt like, OK, that's enough. We're not going to become the. Quote unquote, Will gay and Grace. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We, oh, yeah. And they're already doing a great job at that. So I couldn't help but notice is that you're calling, and I, please don't take this as a correction or anything. I'm more just a curiosity of mine. You keep referring to who we know as Diana, mm-hmm. as Diane. And I, I do remember her on occasion calling you Isabel on set instead of Isabella. Is that a kind of retaliation or are um, you just misremembering what I'm wondering? No, it's kind of habitual. It started off as like a little kink for both of us. Oh, um, okay. It had the flavor of that to me, if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a bit of a power yeah. move. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And it both infuriated both of us, but it also... Also aroused you. It roused us up. Um, it mm-hmm. really did. And that I, I do miss Diane. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, we, you know, we had her on the show and had a really nice time catching up. She's still, she's exactly the same. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure she'd I be imagine. open to, to hearing from you if you were I down will, for I that. Never, I will never reach okay, out. Yeah. You never will. But if she reached out to you, do you think, like, could we, could we even be agents of change here? Could we broker some sort of understanding conversation? Or you think you'd be really furious with us if we tried to do that? I mean, I would be open to it. Uh, I would probably be very resistant outwardly, but inside mm. I'd be like, maybe be a little excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is exciting. That's, oh, that's the first time I smiled. In I was going years. to say is I don't, I don't often get to see your teeth and it was a real treat. Yeah. They're very white. Thank you. <laughs> very gorgeous, because, gorgeous teeth. Because I keep them hidden. The sun mm. damages your teeth. Oh, oh, gosh, that's a bummer to hear. Ugh. And you are just full of beauty advice like that. I mean, I can remember being in your chair and just learning basically everything I'm doing is wrong in terms of mm-hmm. staying beautiful, staying young. Makes sense. We're still learning things like that from you. Right. 
Yeah, you you did introduce me to retinol, and I thank you for that. Yeah, you and Kevin both are like, mm-hmm. you, you might not think you need it now, but you're going to thank me in 10 years. And mm-hmm. guess what? 10 years later, I do thank you because mm-hmm. I look much younger than I should because uh, of all that high concentrate mm-hmm. vitamin A. And the retinol burn once you get past it. Yeah, I was going to say, mm-hmm. I wish I had gotten more info from you guys about the quantity I was supposed to use <laughs> because mm-hmm. you might remember this. My first time using retinol, I just, you know, lathered up the whole face. Mm-hmm. And yes, it did result in a pretty gnarly chemical burn that we had to work really hard. Or I should say you had to work really hard to cover up. I did. Right. And all of that, again, with no brushes, with your fingers, just, just touching fingers. that sort of open yeah. sore mm-hmm. skin like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oof. And I didn't, I didn't even use foundation or concealer. I used straight up clay. I had to reconstruct yeah. part yeah. of your face very briefly. Which my derm did say maybe hindered the healing process a bit because it, mm. it led to some you know, the skin wasn't able to breathe under that, mm. that clay, but how did you look on camera? Flawless. Flawless. And that's exactly what I told my doctor is, is sorry, my job is going to come first right. you know, before the, the healing of my, of my skin. And look, it's fine now. It's totally fine. Now I look at least three years younger than I am. And I, I think that's probably due to that, you know, what ended up just being a straight up chemical peel rather yeah, than a sort of gradual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, of course, you know, dime size amount and maybe just pat it around, you know, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. Be, be ever so gentle and sparing with it. I just demonstrated, but I realized this is only audio. Right. Okay. Maybe we'll, um, I don't know. We'll have you record a little version of it and we'll <laughs> put it in the episode notes for our listeners mm-hmm. because that's such valuable information to have and getting it from the best. There's, and right. she's doing it again. Now she's doing it on her eyelids, which I had always been told you shouldn't do with retinol because it burns. Oh yeah. So is what's the, what's the latest on that? Should we be applying retinol or really yes. anything to our eyelids, a vitamin C? I would say still apply the retinol to your eyelids. And if you Ooh. can underneath your eyelids as well, because that's where all of oh. the, um, the nerve endings and all of the blood vessels are. Um, and you really want to just like waken them up. You want to just like okay, interesting. And yes, you'll a have bit of a to, shock to the system. Exactly, you'll, you'll probably have to be hospitalized. But look oh, at me. I mean, look you me. flawless skin, some of the best I've seen in my life. But I've got to be honest with you, that sounds like hell, and I won't be doing that. I don't know. Some rest sounds pretty nice right about now. You know, uh, hospital bring you food and yeah, it's like it's like getting a BBL. Would you okay? You know, it's 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 just like that. But those are on the way out now, aren't they? That's what we keep hearing because the Kardashians did them and they took them out. And I don't follow this stuff too closely, but I mean, they are, but people are still getting them, right? Okay. Um, people and people did do it, and mm-hmm. some people had success and some people died, and that's mm-hmm. sort of the track record with putting retinol in your eyelids. Mm. Okay. Some people look incredible and some people are going to pass away. Oh, and goodness. that's the price you pay for beauty. So I think beauty I thought maybe is, I would just lose my sight, but if we're talking death, yeah, I'm not sure I'm going to take that risk, but you know, maybe I just don't want it enough anymore <laughs> career-wise. You know, sometimes you kind of have to question, what am I willing to do? And if it's mm-hmm. not that, then maybe I just mm-hmm. don't want it. Some of these younger actors these days, they want it. Oh, they really mm-hmm. want it. Yeah. How do you find the younger generation of hair and makeup artisans is? Are they hungry, lazy? What's your read? 
Um, I get a sense that they are hungrier. They're trying newer things. They're trying more dangerous things. They're trying more uh, avant-garde methods uh, to create these beauty looks. That's very, very inspiring. And I think the the uh, hair and makeup artisan industry is is definitely going to outlast the actual television and film industry. Oh, yeah. Because you'll always need to look good. You'll always need to look good. Mm-hmm. Even when TV and film are in the mm-hmm. in the background, in the rearview mirror, you'll still, mm-hmm. you'll have live performances. You'll have mm-hmm. maybe conversations you just want to look really nice for, you know? Exactly. There was that article you did, and they interviewed you and a lot of makeup artists about filters on TikTok yes, and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you just, you hate them. I and I guess them. I'm curious, are they going to, you know, not to be a pessimist, but are they going to replace you ultimately? Mm. If we're all in this online world, right? Or we're living in a metaverse, which I hope we're not. I love being in a physical form, but you know, mm-hmm. Malin, I thought this wasn't going to be a contentious interview. I thought this oh. was going to be a nice um, conversation. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, I, I, I get carried that. away. Sometimes. I, I think I can sometimes doing a podcast, sometimes you think I'm a journalist and I'm really not. I'm just, yeah, I apologize. I don't need to. Right. We'll leave that to the LA times and, you know, you make yourself clear there so we don't have to rehash it right here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. But Um, I, for the record, have never used one. I just have to say mm -hmm. that I've never used one because I, well, you can't figure it out. Well, I, cause I have a hard time knowing how to get to them, but my girls know, I'll tell you that much. My, my daughters know. And I say, no, no, not at least until you're 18. Uh, I don't want the AI learning your face. And on top of that, I have a good friend, a good friend is you, who says that it's not natural, it's not right. And I think we shouldn't be messing with that. That's, you know, we're roaming into playing God territory there when we're using filters. Right, right. That's exactly what I said in, in the article. So thank you. Thank you for saying that. Yes, you were Ellie. so poet. You evoked uh, Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. And I found that I was like, wow. It's not every day that you come across a hair and makeup artisan. No, and this is no offense meant to anyone in that industry. A lot of brilliant people, but not, they're not all talking about classic literature. And you just sort of threw that out. And I thought, wow, I mean, she's really something. Thank you. Thank you so much um, for not only reading it, but also retaining it um, and living by it. Yes. And I, I'm going to try to do better. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, we've had many such moments on our show, right? Where we're, we'll use language that's not right and we get mm-hmm. called out and then we have to mm-hmm. walk it back, but we're learning with every mm-hmm. episode and that's so yeah, great. Yep. Yep. Oh, Kelly, I did not realize you reproduced. Uh, yes, twice. Twice. I've gone ahead and done it twice. Yeah. You know, I recently have thought about maybe getting the whole thing taken out because Derek, my husband, would love a third, and I just think, gosh, I can't do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, that not love my girls, and they won't listen to this, so they, you know, they won't be offended one way or the other. But I don't know if I were a young person now. Let's say Kelly starting her career now in 2023. Do I think I would have brought life into this world? And I, I don't know if the answer is yes. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's hard on your body. It's hard on your skin, as mm-hmm. you know. You told me. Uh, in the chair many times. It's a brutal profession. Motherhood is a brutal profession is what you said. It is. 
Um, and I am not a mother myself, but, mm -hmm. but you had opinions and I respected that. I do. I have strong mm -hmm. opinions. I know how hard it was for my mother. And I also didn't want to continue the line of nepotism, um, that mm -hmm. has been so prevalent in my family. Um, I understand my privilege, uh, and, uh, I don't want it to continue. Wow. Uh, it, the buck stops here as they say. That's unusual. Oh a Nepo mm -hmm. baby who says, I will be the last. More yes. of them should do that, I think. Right. Yeah. Gotta wish mm -hmm. more people would have that kind mm -hmm. of, yeah, spirit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I prefer, I prefer nepotism infant. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. Nepotism infant. Yeah. I, that's just me latching on to, I guess, the sort of mainstream media moniker mm -hmm. that they've kind of attached to you all. And yeah. I, I should have it's asked like a, a member of the community what, what their preference is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They, they, they try to make it sound cute and like forgiving and, you know, something, something that's just fun, but nepotism infancy is dangerous. Mm. Again, for you not to want to cruise on that. I mean, I have to be mm -hmm. honest, if I had one single relative who could help me book a role <laughs> in any way, I'd, I'd be taking their last dial. name. Yeah, no <laughs> yeah. matter how distant. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever worked with your father or your mother? No, no. Okay. Um, we're, we're a bit estranged. Um, mm. That's hard. Yeah, we're a bit estranged. Um, mm. I miss them. However, I they insist that I rely on them and that I use them and they just don't understand that I need to make my own way. Um, right. and, uh, this, this came from a lot of work, like with my, my Pope, I mm -hmm. learned to not resent them for their success. Mm. Uh, I've learned to not scoff at their successes. Right. I've right. learned to love them from oh, afar, that's but beautiful. I'm not, I'm not ready to step back into the family. Um, yeah, I feel a, a bit like a, a black sheep, much like, um, Prince Harry. Right. Mm. Right. Well, I have to imagine that they are watching you from afar, enjoying your work on days yes. and sending you love. At least I hope so. And so proud of you. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. And, and so will we, you know, we'll continue to watch your yeah. career with delight and just with gratitude for having been able to work with someone so free thinking, so visionary is it's been such a pleasure to have you on the podcast today with us. And while we have you here, you know, you've already mentioned you've worked on Dave. Is there anything that you would like to plug for our listeners to keep an mm -hmm. eye on for you? Um, yes, actually, if you could, uh, in Calabasas, there is a little deli um, mm. and on the corner of St. Andrews and Gramercy. Swing on by, buy a block of cheese and keep that little man in business. Keep that little man in business. You heard it here, folks. Thank you so much to all of our listeners. Thank you also to Kelsey Bailey for our logo and to John Purcell for our theme music and for mixing the show. You can follow us at Writing Around Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And send your thoughts and questions to our email address, writingaroundpod at gmail.com. Please subscribe, rate us, and review us anywhere you find your podcasts. And if you leave your favorite Writing Around memory in your review, we'll read it in an upcoming show. Come back and join us next week. We'll have another great episode for you that you won't want to miss. See you then. Hack, hack.